Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Find Your Model Health, the official podcast of Shemaine's Model Health for those looking to optimize their long-term health and weight and also learn about their body and how it works. I am Shemaine Looney, I am a biohacker and fitness and nutrition expert and I am very happy to have you back with me today on this week of love. I hope you're all keeping super well. So this week's podcast, super informative, very important podcast about the role of bile and how important it is. And this goes hand in hand with the podcast of last week where we discussed gallstones and the gallbladder. So if you haven't listened to that, do of course go back and take a listen. Um, Lots of super information in there to help you understand your body and how it works a little bit better and the importance of doing certain protocols um, to optimize your body and your health. So before we move on, I must state that the information in these podcasts is not to be taken as medical advice and is to be taken for informational purposes only. If you're planning to make a health change, please do consult your doctor first. So, let's go. The importance of being bile. That was my little play on the importance of being earnest. I hope some of you caught that. But, okay, so bile is a complex fluid containing water, electrolytes, and a battery of organic molecules, including bile, acids, cholesterol, phospholipids, which are fat lipids, and bilirubin that flows through the biliary tract into the small intestine. So there are two fundamentally important functions of bile in all species. So bile contains bile acids, which are critical for digestion and absorption of fat and fat-soluble vitamins in the small intestine. And many waste products, including bilirubin, are eliminated from the body by secretion into bile and waste products. Now, adult humans produce about 400 to 800 mils of bile daily, and um, other animals are in around the similar amounts. The secretion of bile can be considered to occur in two stages. So, initially in the hepatocytes, which are liver cells, the hepatocytes secrete bile into the canaliculi. These are small ducts, try saying that really fast, um, from which flows into bile ducts. This hepatic bile contains large quantities of bile acids, cholesterols, and other organic molecules. As bile flows through those bile ducts, it is modified by addition of watery bicarbonate-rich secretion from the ductal epithelial cells. So those are types of cells that line the surface of your body. So they're found all over the body, like on your blood vessels, organs, and even your skin. So your bile flows through the bile ducts, and then it picks up a few friends along the way. So it's modified with the addition of water, bicarbonates, um, and this then flows through the ducts to get ready for excretion. In species with a gallbladder, so men, women, and most domestic animals, except horses and rats. Horses and rats don't have gallbladders. 
um, further modification of bile occurs in the gallbladder organ. The gallbladder stores and concentrates bile during the fasting state. Okay, so listen to this if you're having gallbladder issues or concerned about keeping your gallbladder. The gallbladder stores and concentrates bile during the fasting state. Typically, bile is concentrated five to ten folds in the gallbladder by absorption of water and small electrolytes. Virtually all of the organic molecules are retained in there. So, secretion into bile is a major route for eliminating cholesterol. Free cholesterol is pretty much insoluble in water um, because it's fast, but in bile, it's made soluble by bile acids and lipids like lecithin. So lecithin is another type of fat that is essential for proper human or biological function. Okay, so the role of bile acids in fat digestion and absorption. So bile acids are derivatives or byproducts of cholesterol synthesized in the hepatocyte or liver cells. Cholesterol ingested as part of your diet or derived from hepatic synthesis um, is converted into the bile acids cholic or cholic acids, which are then bound to an amino acid, glycine or taurine, to yield the conjugated or the bound form that is actively secreted into the canna Bile acids are, they're known as facial amph amphiphatic. That means they contain both hydrophobic, so fat soluble, and polar or hydrophilic water soluble faces. Um, the cholesterol drived portion of a bile acid has one face that is hydrophobic um, and one that is hydrophilic. So the amino acid binder is both hydrophobic and hydrophilic. So that means that bile acids are both fat and water soluble. That um, Amphatic nature enables bile acids to carry out two important functions. So, emulsification of lipids. So, this is where bile acids have like a detergent action on particles of dietary fat, which causes fat globules to break down or be emulsified into teeny tiny microscopic droplets. Emulsification is not digestion per se, but it is important because it greatly increases the surface area of fat, making it available or more easily digested by lipase, um, which cannot access the inside of lipid droplets unless they are emulsified. So we've got emulsification, so that's the first function of that amphiphatic um, bile acid and the second one then is solubilization excuse me transportation of lipids in an aqueous environment so aqueous environment or waterish environment this is where bile acids act as fat carriers and are able to solve 
utilize many lipids by forming micelles. So micelles, these are kind of like, again, a detergent that remains suspended in water. Um, so these micelles contain, they're fat micelles, and they just float around in the water where the bile acids, um, they all congregate and this is where they start their role for transportation and absorption of the dietary fat soluble vitamins. When we look at bile acids in regards to cholesterol and having good cholesterol, um, we look at that hepatic synthesis. So again, that's the liver synthesis of bile acids. Um, and this accounts for the majority of cholesterol breakdown in the body. And most people don't kind of... Um, get that when there are cholesterol issues in the body most people will think it's from dietary cholesterol but most of the time cholesterol or high cholesterol levels in the body are from those from that hepatic synthesis so that's the cholesterol that you're producing yourself in humans roughly about 50 milligrams of cholesterol is converted to bile acids and eliminated in bile every day um, and like I said, a lot of that is going to be the cholesterol your body is creating itself. Now, this route for elimination of excess cholesterol is probably one of the most important routes or functions in all animals, um, but particularly in situations of massive cholesterol ingestion. So if you're eating or consuming a lot of dietary cholesterol, we want to make sure that the liver and everything is working nicely. Um, and this means that even if one is missing their gallbladder, then supporting the liver is going to be of even more importance. So to understand this and to help break this down a bit and understand how you would support your liver. So to help the flow of bile through your liver, we look at choleretic herbs and I've done some posts in my biohacking Facebook group on these and what they are. And I've done posts on bitters. So we're looking at choleretic herbs, bitters, amino acids um, and keeping the liver healthy. So adding all these into your diet is going to be important and it's going to be a daily thing. These things all help to take toxins and put them into a phospholipid carrier. Um, so like a fat, a little fat carrier guy um, and put it into your bile to be excreted through the bowels. The important cofactors that most people are forget are the complex B vitamins. Um, the whole cycle will struggle to work if you are deficient in these vitamins. And this is, this kind of drives home what I always say to my clients, you can't just address one food. You can't just address one body part. Everything works synergistically. The body is one system. You can't just say, well, I'm going to eat clean and I'm going to exercise more and expect to be healthy. There's a whole process and you need all these enzymes and cofactors to work um, synergistically or, in or help your body be in homeostasis for you to feel your best. So if you're doing all the choleretic herbs, bitters, amino acids and keeping your liver healthy with maybe your liver supporting teas and stuff, you still need to make sure that the rest of your nutrition throughout each day is containing the essential vitamins and minerals that you need 
to help everything work properly. So there still needs to be a big focus on nutrition overall. Um, these are important if you have this, all these extra cofactors and B vitamins, they're super important if you have gallbladder stagnation or gallstones, or if you get nauseous with very fatty foods, and we see this a lot lately. Um, well, I see this a lot lately in some of my clients, and I'll have to get them to pull back on their fats a bit, or even if you have fatty liver. So upregulating these detox pathways can help to strip out some of that fat. So, in summary, your liver constantly is making bile. It's constantly trickling out. And you, if you have a gallbladder, it gets stored there and gets concentrated by up to 10 times. Then when you eat it, um, that bit of bile starts to get pumped out to emulsify the fats. And you can then absorb and eliminate the fats. If you have no gallbladder, so you've had your gallbladder removed, you're getting a constant trickle out of your liver go that goes straight into the bowels and it's not concentrated 10 times. This means in a meal you can only tolerate about one tenth of the amount of fat. So this means that you have to now focus on spacing your fat out across the day and can't just sit down and have one big fatty meal. And this is important if um, you're doing like more of a low carb, high fat or a ketogenic style diet. The information in this podcast is important and it's super helpful and you can continue on a lifestyle or an eating style like that if you find it suits you and you're reaping the benefits, but just make sure you're doing the other practices in this podcast to support your liver and your body and make sure that everything is running nicely. You might feel good now, but it may all catch up on you in 10, 20, 30 years. So keeping the liver healthy and gallbladder healthy is always going to be in your best interests. So some of the words like canaliculi and hepatic and cenodeoxycholic acids, I mean, some of those you probably never heard before. There was a bit of science in this. I did try to break down as much as I could, like um, uh, hydrophobic, hydrophilic, so water and fat-soluble, and just listen to it again, and feel free to ask me any questions, but combine this podcast with last week's podcast on the gallbladder and gallstones, and you're, you're well on your way to understanding your body and how it works and how to optimize it and optimize all the certain processes and functions. And please do share with anyone that you may know that will benefit from this that might be having gallbladder or liver issues or even cholesterol issues and they're sure to find something in this podcast that'll help them out. So Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. I hope your day tomorrow is filled with loads of love and joy and surrounded with those people that mean the most to you and you love the most and they love you. And we will be back next week for another podcast where we're going to be looking at perimenopause. Super important. I know loads of people are excited for that. Okay. Have a great week, everybody. Bye-bye.